22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. You know, one day we're going to start this show and we're going to revamp everything. 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 <laughs> we have new sound effects. We have a new intro. We might even have new hosts. No, I doubt that. <laughs> Just right, one guys. or two. <laughs> one or two down. <laughs> so welcome to the non-revamped, but still good version of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 186. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And with me, as always, is the man whose name can be translated in multiple languages as, hmm, what does it say here? Extraordinary picky comic movie critic. But we call him MFG Mike the Finance Guy. That could be true. Alrighty, it's time for some hideously described movie. Uh, as I've started this year off with it, so again, lots of answers could apply to different things, but your solution might not match mine, but it could still be a viable answer. However, okay. if it doesn't match mine, that's still wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, here we go. The night he came home, William Shatner was pale as a ghost. And you'll be getting that after the news. Oh, I know that one. I got it. Okay. So, um, okay. So our other illustrious host who usually chimes in, but he didn't say anything right now, is the man who his name can also be translated into multiple languages. And it translates to soft-spoken lover of all lousy movies. But we call him RT Square Ralph the Tech. It's also called as not being a hater or, yeah. or not drinking the haterade. <laughs> it's called having taste. Go ahead. So the other day, as I was staring at my, out my window, watching a speck of dust just float in the air, gracefully like a ballerina, dancing the nutcracker, a thought occurred to me. Statistically speaking, Darth Vader choked enough of his employees that at least one of them liked it. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> Force choking, and the guy said, yes, give me oh, more. <laughs> <laughs> and then Darth Vader's just like, okay, let me stop. That's the one guy that he never force choked ever again. No, the, the guy's just like, yeah, go ahead. You got a stupid costume. <laughs> Still like my asthmatic grandmother. And that's then, a, that's then, on the, uh, one of the unedited versions. <laughs> and then Vader goes, why do you have a boner? <laughs> why right, is your costume right, so stupid? All right, all right. <laughs> So today, we're not going to be talking about Star Wars, not at all. We're actually going back to the international geek movie aisle as we travel to Italy to discover or to discuss the superhero movie, They Call Me Jeeg. But first, hmm, what rhymes with Mike's segment? Lick booze? Flick stews? The Knicks lose? Screw it. We'll just keep the name the same. So here's MFG Mike and his quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Kat. Hooray! Raise your wands and say live actionist possibilitous. HBO Max <laughs> is talking with potential writers about bringing a live action Harry Potter series to the streaming service. For now, talks means, quote, broad ideas have been discussed as part of the early stage exploratory meetings, end quote. However, according to Warner Brothers PR, there are no Harry Potter series in development at the studio or on the streaming platform. This, of course, could be because no one is attached to the project as of yet. Harry Potter the series. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, but I, I wouldn't say it speaks to me because I'm not a big Harry Potter fan. Obviously, they have a very strong following, but <clears throat> wow, HBO Max is trying to like pull out all the stops to make their make their channel relevant, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Well, as the de facto Harry Potter fan in this bunch, and I would want to say the biggest fan probably in our group, okay. um, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a Harry Potter series as long as it's something new, you know? Well, I was about to ask, do you want it to, but would you want it to revolve around Harry Potter or just that world? I wouldn't mind if it revolved around the world, though, though, in the books, at the end of the books, there is a 19 year gap where the, from when they defeat Voldemort to when the story picks up again. Right. I wouldn't mm -hmm. mind hearing about those 19 years. Okay. That's, That's something. Enough. That's definitely something. All right. 
Okay, right. what else you got there, Mike? All, right. all, all you Riverdale fans better fasten your seatbelts. The fourth episode of the recently started season five will have a seven-year time jump for the show's cast. According what? to the show's synopsis, quote, after spending seven years away from Riverdale, Archie returns to find the town is now under Hiram Lodge's grip and on the verge of becoming a ghost town. When Tony catches him up on what's been going on, Archie reaches out to the rest of the gang to return home, end quote. It's about time these 20-somethings graduated high school, but what will they become as adults? A seven-year jump. Wow. Yeah. I mean, well, which will, least... will, it'll bring them up to about their ages. <laughs> right. I was about to say, I mean, it makes sense, you know, from a logistical standpoint, you know. And, 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 um, and, um, and you probably can tell different stories, obviously, once you make them older and do different things. Well, it's um, not like they could have any more sex or orgies. They've already <laughs> done that when they were in high school. <laughs> wow, orgies? I haven't even watched this show. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They've had their sex, their orgies. They've started multiple businesses. They've had illegal rum businesses. They've sponsored whorehouses, basically. And they've solved multiple murders and written books. It's like, I don't even know what you do after that. <laughs> oh, wow. No, no, no wonder people love this show so much. So listen to all that stuff they got there. You do it all again. But just in reverse order. Ah, oh, Lord. <laughs> well, all right. What else you got for us, Mike? All right. Well, last but not least. And now, something for the cap. It will soon be time to Netflix and kick ass. The sensei of streaming services has teamed up with Taibo creator Billy Banks to create a 40-minute Cobra Kai workout. The oh, Cobra, yeah. <laughs> the Cobra Kai-inspired workout begins with a warm-up that consists of stretching and a set of eight push-ups. Blanks, along with four women in 80s workout gear, then demonstrates the various stances, footworks, and moves that will be used throughout the workout. No word if any exercises have you wax on or wax off. <laughs> or, or whack off. I mean, he was saying Billy Blanks and four women. I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, listen, you got everything for everybody, right? You got Billy Blanks for the ones who like, you know, old fitness guys. And then probably the young fit women for those who like young fit women. I guess. I mean, it's funny how. Uh, is Billy that actually Blanks... everybody? That's the whole of life's experiences? <laughs> for, for Ralph, he keeps it simple. That's what it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Billy Blanks, I mean, I saw him on the Geico commercial and I was like, oh, wow, they, they, they unearthed him from somewhere. And now mm -hmm. he's doing it. When I saw this Cobra Kai thing, I was like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I love Cobra Kai. <laughs> I'm still going to check it out, but I don't know how much I'm going to enjoy it. So, That's you know. So funny. Do you remember? I think it was in the 80s. Billy Blanks had a movie. Where he plays a janitor that helps a, a white boy uh, learn karate. No, you remember that movie? <laughs> I, I think I think only you saw that one. I think you'll find it on Tubi. <laughs> it probably. <laughs> see, no, now so now your job your job Rob is to find out where we can see it. Not that yeah. we're gonna watch it, but to say you know to, to point people in that direction. You see, uh, um, younger Ralph really enjoyed that movie. Older Ralph, thinking uh, back on that movie, uh, says that movie has no story. Really? That's so shocking. <laughs> they make a video game out of it. So, Mike, that's all your quick news? That is all my quick news. But for all of those that want to know, I got what the is answer. the answer? The night he came home, William Shatner was pale as a ghost. What is that answer? I, know I, it. Thought, it was, I thought it was Halloween. What do you say, Mr. Ralph? I want to say it's Halloween. Well, you, you both just did, and you both are correct. The answer yeah. is Halloween. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny when people pointed out that that the William Shatner mask is when they first pointed it out to me. I was like, "Oh wow!" Yeah, the I Michael never Myers mask so is William Shatner's face is just well, only like the first. I think the first movie or two after that, it's not because after that they have to pay William Shatner, right? <laughs> and then uh, so route. Yeah, yeah wasn't it at one point also the Scream mask as well? No, not in Halloween. No, never. No, I mean in the movie Scream. What about? I'm sorry. Well, Scream had the ghost face mask. Are you saying that that, that the Scream have to do the same thing with um, their mask and change it because of royalties? Yeah, I think they slightly altered. Yeah, they their did mask. For, like, for the like show. Very, the show. very slight. <laughs> for the show, they did. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, Ralph. Any quick news? Yes, I have some oh, quick mm -hmm. news. All right, right. Go for it. For all you ladies out there that were waiting for the opportunity, I just want to let you know. I am accepting applications for the position of Mrs. Ralph the Tech. Anybody Ooh. interested? Send inquiries. Wow. Yeah. I've decided that I no longer want to be just Ralph the Tech, but I need a Mrs. as well alongside me. I like Mrs. Claus. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but she's taken, so I, I can't do you know do that. Does, does the position pay well? It pays very well and it, and not at all. 
<laughs> it pays well because it's not at all. Okay. All right, people. Let's stop talking about Ralph's single life, but please send in your requests. I mean, send in your, your applications, applications and, your, you and your and your headshots. To, to, and, to and, and your death threats. <laughs> <laughs> and let's, let's move on and let's actually talk about what we're here to talk about. Talk about the Italian superhero movie, They Call Me Jig. And with the synopsis of this movie... That's found on Tubi, from what I understand, but I found it somewhere else. Is MFG, huh? No, go ahead. It's also on Is Amazon. Is MFG Mike the Finance Guy? What yeah. the hell? It's I'm also Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to, to talk. I'm trying to introduce you. And then, yeah, okay. Mike's the Finance Guy, go right ahead. <laughs> there we go. All righty. They Call Me Jig, a.k.a. Locia Mavano, Jig Robo, is a 2015 Italian superhero film. The movie was directed by Gabriele Mianetti and written by Nicola Guglioni, and Minotti. Uh, the title pays tribute to the 1975 Japanese mecha anime Steel Jig, but it is not a live action reimagining of the anime or the manga. The film won eight David D. Donatello Awards, AKA the Italian Oscars, including Best New Director, Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actor, and Best Supporting Actress. Uh, the offbeat action flick was even shortlisted as an Italian entry for the Academy Awards category for Best Foreign Language Film, but another film was chosen instead. They Call Me G costs 1.7 million euros and made 5.7 million worldwide, but it was not released theatrically in the US. The film has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 75% with an audience score of 77%, and Metacritics, who hates all foreigners evidently, did not have a rating. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I don't know the deal is with them. All right, right, synopsis. Welcome to Italy, land of pasta, tiramisu, and over a thousand hand gestures that all mean, hey, what's the matter you, huh? <laughs> oh, goodness. Friendless Enzo is your typical two-bit thief living in a tiny, squalid apartment in Rome's Tor Bella Monica. His life is Yo-Play yogurt and porn DVDs, which he wasn't even smart enough to combine and market as Yo-Anal Play. Uh, after swimming around in radioactive waste, he develops super strength and an impressive accelerated healing factor. With these newfound gifts, he increases his thieving repertoire to include taking out entire ATMs. With it, he buys a lot of yogurt and porn again. After a heated <laughs> run-in with a psycho gangster named Gypsy, Enzo becomes responsible for a slow neighbor with a heart of gold and a, a brawless entire. Uh, Enzo's and Gypsy's life, they continuously connect until the budding hero inadvertently creates the city's greatest threat. Will Enzo step up and become Rome's protector, or will he get a recurring role in a couple of James Bond movies? Actually, wow. he'll do both. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's starring Claudio Santamaria as Enzo uh, Ciccotti, a.k.a. Jig, uh, Luco Marinelli as Fabio Canizzaro, uh, a.k.a. The Gypsy, uh, Elenia Pastorelli as Alicia, Stefano Abrogi as Sergio, uh, Maurizio Tessi as Biondo, uh, Daniel Trumberi as Tazina, and Antonia Truppo as Nunzia. All right. So let's get into it. They call me Jig. Let's talk about this movie. But before we even do that, let's press that spoiler button that we've paid so much money for. Dollars Warning. or heroes, I don't the know. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. I wonder how his spoiler warning would go over in Italy, but whatever. So that spoiler warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. Hey, what is this? What is this you got for me? It's a stoosh. <laughs> when the moon hits your eye like that stoosh British guy, it's amore. <laughs> okay, all right. Mike, I've, I've so, forgotten how beautiful your singing voice is. Everyone wow. does. You By, by court order. <laughs> I'm crying, but it's not an enjoyment. Um, So let's talk about it. They call me G. Now, outright, it's funny because um, we've watched a lot of international films before, obviously. And we've watched, you know, the, you know, various budgets and whatever. Just from when you watch the beginning, the first five minutes of the movie, you can tell this movie is really well done cinematically. And just, just I mean, just everything, even the score was, mm -hmm. you know, pretty good. Well, how did you guys feel about it when you first turned it on? I thought it was an interesting direction that the main character didn't say one word for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, actually, it really is. He's really quiet because you're like, is this a silent film? Did they forget the audio track? <laughs> you know, but no, it is. It's because you're just you're just really getting into it. I mean, it 
takes something to do that. It takes a good direction and a good script to figure out how to do that. Otherwise, it comes off either cheesy or lazy, you know. And and well, I I think what made it cool, like like Ralph said, not only was there you know little to no dialogue within that within that um, five to ten minute span, but you go through his origin is or at least his um, not his origin story, but how he you know how he gets his powers right pretty quickly, you know, yeah. pretty quickly. One two three. There's no there's no <laughs> right. there's no like ah somebody in some some CEO in a big building is building this that and the other thing which will eventually leak into the populace and bah, 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 bah. no I don't care. <laughs> you know, yeah. it was it simple, done. but it was so effective because yeah. guys, you know, guys hiding from people running after him, throws himself into the water um, and you see a hazard sign and yeah. then he's throwing up water and laying in bed. That, all that black feeling, toxic waste. It was like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, but it was but it was done so well. And like I said, because it was so simple, it wasn't like he ran to the sciences. Sciences go well, you know, your atoms are they didn't have to do any nope. of that. And I love that. I really love I, I also, that. I also it. love the fact that like he's covered in all this toxic waste. You know, he's gotten off as much as he can. He's on the bus already looking sick. And when he gets home, he's just shaking and coughing. Like you just feel so bad for this guy. You're like, I'm like, I almost hope you just die, dude, because it's gotta be painful, whatever it is, you know. I almost hope you just die. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he looked he looked in such a bad way. You're like, if this wasn't going to be a superhero movie, man, I hope for a quick death for you. Right? <laughs> you looked bad. <laughs> when he was uh, puking up in the bathroom, uh, the the only thought that came to my mind was like, see, that's why you don't buy gas station sushi. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but Walmart sushi's okay? Or, or, or no? It depends who's making it. Because if you see uh, Taki behind there, Taki Matsushi, that's his, that's his uh, real name. If he's wow. back there, then... Might as well, you know, get some. But if it's someone else, nah, you don't get it because it doesn't have, you know, the Taki stamp on it. All I'm right. Just, all I'm right. just going to now just apologize to all of our Japanese listeners. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, and I'm going to move right you. along just so to say we don't we don't linger on that last point. Um, but how do we feel about how the protagonist was introduced in regards to him as a person? Because you know we, we've talked about. And, and I'll bring it up again. We've talked about times that we've had our protagonists not be likable people. And when you get to know Enzi, Enzi is, you know, not really likable. I mean, obviously he's doing bad things. And not unlikable. I mean, like he's, because again, there's a difference between being likable and doing bad things. Like you could be doing something bad. Like in other words, if he was just constantly just berating people and da 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 and just, he wasn't himself unlikable. He just... He just wasn't doing a, a legal job, you know. I mean, he's a criminal at that point. Um, so I don't have a problem with that. I like though. I just want to touch back to the, when we said his uh, his at least power origin story. How they just it's it is the corniest uh, trope for superheroes that like oh I just got touched with um, toxic yeah, waste, but they just did it so well. And also mm -hmm. what I loved about it is that it wasn't that green glowing radioactive waste that has been in every movie and comic book since the idea of radioactive waste has ever existed. It was, right. it, it just, it felt like it was just something foul that he was in, not something like, oh, he'll probably get powers. It's like, ooh, <laughs> I just, just like, keep, <laughs> right. a, keep away from me kind of a feel. Um, but no, him as a person, I, I, you know, I, I didn't dislike him because he wasn't unlikable. He just, I mean, he's a misanthrope. He doesn't like people, but that's because he doesn't know how to deal with people, but he's not right. unfriendly about them. He's just quiet, you know? Yeah. yeah. What about you, Ralph? Um... I, I didn't find him unlikable. I actually thought of him as more as the like, uh, kind of like a gentle giant in which that like, he doesn't want to hurt people, you know, mm -hmm. but he doesn't go out of his way to help people. Right. You, you know, like, it, and like if, especially look at when, uh, when he robs the, the van, right? He doesn't go out of his way to do excess violence. He throws one guy through the window, yes, but that guy, once he gets thrown through the window, he's not gonna go and attack him, right? Right. And, and the other like, guy was just like, he's like "Please, yeah. please, no, please." He's like, "Yeah, I <laughs> surrender." Know? Yeah. So, so he stops there and then just takes the money and, and bounces. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah, not like he, he's out to hurt people. Well, I felt like you know, I mean, I, I I liked him, but I liked the fact that he had an edge and he wasn't he wasn't meant to be likable. That's the whole thing, you, you know. He wasn't meant to be, you know. Well, I you think, know, he's again. I think the word likable is not. I, he just wasn't meant to be admired. You know, he, he felt like he was on the wrong end of the tracks, and that you know, it wasn't like a reluctant thing. It was like, yeah, I'm doing it. You know, you know, I, I really don't care about people. 
you know, so I'm just going to do, I'm, I'm going to take care of me. It's very selfish, very, you know, you know, self-indulging. Um, Cause what's the first thing he does when he gets powers? You know, he, you know, he, um, he grabs an ATM. Uh, <laughs> exactly. He literally takes an ATM. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I, that's just cracked me up. Yeah. But, but I mean, that, that, that's what, that's what I meant by that. You know, like it wasn't like he was a guy who was a good guy, but you know, like, fell on hard times or he was doing bad things but for good reasons he was just selfish and 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 they and they built that up so well so that when he does make his turn which we're not going to talk about now but you know when he does you know change of heart when he has this change of heart you're really like okay all right because you got to know him and you really got to know you know um his motivations for things yeah i mean but again like i said i don't I don't see him in that kind of a way because, at no, like I said, at no point did you ever see him do anything that was anti-people. Like I said, he was quiet um, and he's solitary, but he's not rude. He's not selfish in that sense. He just doesn't have any friends, <laughs> you know? And again, not saying that it's because people don't want to talk to him. He he just, he's just, he's just that loner. He's that hermit that lives in a cabin in the woods. That doesn't make him right. a bad person. It just means he just doesn't get along or he has not developed skills, I should say, to get along with people. And also you get the right. feeling that Enzo is not overly smart. I mean, he's smart enough, but he's not like, you know, you wouldn't expect that he got A's in school at right. all. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Ralph. Sorry. I don't think he graduated. Very possible is that as well. <laughs> <You know. laughs> how do we feel how do we feel about the addition of um the, the 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 girl who eventually becomes his love interest in the story. First, they introduce, yeah, they, they introduce the father first and say, you know, him and the father go do a job and the job, you know, goes awry and the father dies. But you meet Alicia first, you know, as somebody who is um, definitely, you know, um, 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 oh, what, what's the troubled. term I'm looking for? Troubled. Well, troubled, yeah. Um, you could tell that, you know, she, she's had a traumatic experience. Yeah, she's trying caused, to cope you know, with the death of, of her mother. But also developmental issues, you know, um, things where, you know, she's, there's some things that have not developed. She's actually had trauma, you know, from a sexual standpoint. Um, how do we feel how this character was portrayed? It was definitely different than some of the other, you know, um, co-stars that, that are like, if you have a male hero and you have a, a leading lady, this yeah. is totally a different well, way of going well, about it. Well, this it. movie definitely is, it's like I said before, it's offbeat. It's definitely got mm-hmm. its own kind of a grittiness and an edge to it, but not trying to be humorous like a Deadpool type of thing. In fact, it was really weird. I was, I was reading some review that was just like, like, this is not, they, they were like, they call this uh, the Italian answer to Deadpool. And I'm like, whoever called this the Italian answer to Deadpool? <laughs> like, like, I think you did. And that was about it. Um, right. It's, I mean, he, it's, so it's, it's, it's definitely playing with tropes, you know, just like that's why you're not expecting her. Um, at the same time too, like, we never know. I mean, the father never said one way or the other if that she was always like this. She, he just said that she's been like this since the mother died. Yeah. So we don't know if she's always been um, developmentally impaired or not. I don't think she was. I think they're just saying that she's just taking it so hard that she gets basically cracked. You know, snapped. Yeah. I mean, um, but the yeah. father said she was doing all right until her mother died. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, again, she may also just not have been the sharpest tool in the in the in the box. We don't know that way as well. Um, I. I found her annoying to a point, but eventually she kind of grows on you. It's just, I think it's also just um, a different culture's way of representing someone that's uh, developmentally pro- uh, challenged. challenged. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's also just that, like it's not the way that we as Americans would have done her character. I'm not saying it's better or worse, it's just different. Um, but in that, I, as an American watching this, and, and this is from 2015, so it's not that far away. This isn't like from the 90s. Uh, we're not that ago, far away from years the, ago. you know we're not that far away from a me too movement or even uh, you know <laughs> ideals now i just kind of had problems uh with the way their relationship developed you know considering he is our hero like he's not an upstanding citizen but just like the fact that of how he ends up having sex with her and stuff like that and it's like i just it creeps it gave that's you, the only thing that creeps it me, creeped out. me out it creeps <laughs> the yeah, only thing I, creeps me out i'll agree it creeped me out as well but i'll say this his reluctancy, whether it was because that, you know, he saw the father die, he knows that the father's dead, but he doesn't want to tell her, he feel like he's lying to her, or the fact that he knows that she's, you know, she's troubled and she's got, you know, psychological mm-hmm. issues. But you can see the reluctancy. And that's where I started seeing, like, a, a part of him, like, okay, you know, he's he's not that bad, you know, like, he's just, because he could have easily taken advantage of her, he could have done all these things. And he, oh, yeah. Like, and he was truly, like, like when she was, when he, when he, when he saved her and then she stood in his house, 
right. you know, he's like, well, why are you watching the porn? And she's like, oh, I'm watching it because it's on, you know, and he's he could have easily done so many things, even mm-hmm. though when he did have, you know, when he was when he finally got with her in that way, in a sexual way, it creeps you out. But building up to it, you felt like, OK, he's trying to keep her at arm's length and he's actually kind of protecting her. And I, I actually I, I, I like that because even but, though yeah. he had this rough edge or this kind of scummy edge, you could see but that also, he you know, met well. I'm sorry. Go ahead, bro. Well, I mean, look at the the night before um, the incident in, in the dressing room. He uh, he wasn't trying to do anything to her. He even comforts her because she's having a reaction to her past trauma, and he comforts her and, and tells her, "I'm not going to hurt you. I'm 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 not going to do anything to you. I'm here to right. help you." Well, it wasn't like he was just sitting there and again, and not that he was going to do anything bad. It was just that he felt like he could literally get closer to her because remember he moves like uh yeah. her dvd, DVD player, player out of the way yeah. just to get he wasn't even trying to just to hold a bad yes. spot he just wanted to get closer and that set off her reaction um and that, again like that was great but also um it's after they have sex and after it still just puts her in a very bad headspace and kind of rightfully so because again that seems mm-hmm. a little yeah. bit weird um it is he does say which again it's not just him being sweet or whatever like that he, he says to her he goes i do not know how to talk to women i don't know how to to be around a woman He's like, please teach me, you know? So that's also, like I said, I mean, he's, he's damaged because I mean, whether he's had bad um, problems with his own past, whoever, he's just, he doesn't know how to deal with people. And it's through her light that, that he starts to understand not so much how, but that there is maybe, a maybe duty. Mm-hmm. T- like now, now you have, it's, you know, kind of the Peter Parker thing. Now that you have these powers, there's a duty, but that he still didn't get it until he saw her. And, and her childlike mind and stuff like that, which again is what I like about the movie because it's it's a very different take on a superhero film. Yes, very different. Absolutely, you know? I liked it a lot. I mean, yeah. I liked a lot, a lot of the things they did, some of the choices they made about the um, you know, when you talk about NZ and you know how mm-hmm. how he related to Alicia and you know right. how you know he was reluctant to be the hero and right. she's you know you know kept telling him like you know because she you know in the movie she has these imagined you know. She imagines she, people as different things, and yeah. Well, she believes that, like you know, that the the whole world of uh of uh, uh was it Hiroshi Shiba from uh, Steel G. She believes it exists. She believes it's in it. <laughs> They're in right. it, you know, because uh, she believes that he's Hiroshi Shiba. That's why he calls right. himself that. You know, right. Um, but then, like at the same time, like you know, like so you get his building up. And I really loved his. I loved his whole origin story. You know, from the beginning of the movie down to the end. Um, I, I just liked watching him develop because he he never has the and now I'm a good guy. Right. Like, like he does, he eventually does the right thing and that's fine, but it's never like, ta-da, where's my cape? You know, that kind of a right. feel. It's just like, it would feel like like anybody that, even if it wasn't superpowered, that you you just did the right thing. You know, that kind of a feel. Um, and also what, what I love about that is I also love um, to get into our villain. I like watching even our villain develop. Yes. Now, how, do we, how, how do we feel about... Um, Mr. Fabio, aka um, what was his last Gypsy. name? Gypsy. Gypsy. Um, they call him Gypsy. Yeah, Zingano's his last name. Yeah, Fabio Zingano, aka Gypsy. How, well, how do we feel about him? Because in the beginning, he comes off looking one way, and then he has his drip. Oh, I'm sorry. His name is uh, it's it's Canizado. Oh, Canizado. Okay. Yeah. So, um, how do we feel about his journey and how and where where the writing took him? Because he comes off, you think he's a he's a leader at first, and then you find out. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> Because you're there and you're like, okay, and then you then you start hearing about you know what happened and you know he's he's trying not to be a failure and how All do you right. feel about that? Yeah, if if he's a leader, then I am God. <laughs> well, thank yeah. goodness like, that that's not true. Well, I mean that's the thing. Like, I mean, I mean, he yes, is he quote unquote leading for the lack of a better word this group of guys? Yes, uh, because most of them listen to him, but he's a failed leader. Like they know this, but he's not which I'm glad they didn't make him completely ineffective. They made it so that he's basically begging to leave, but also he's got a craziness to him because like, like, like in other words, they could have ended the, the first time we meet him and he's mm-hmm. dealing with um, his guys and he's dealing with uh, Biondo. That's the guy that, that was the one telling him like, no, we're doing this. I don't want to follow you, that kind of thing. Right. When we first meet them and Biondo is just like, hey, I don't want to do this. Um, and then he, and then uh, Gypsy ends up getting the cell phone that he doesn't want in the wrong color. Like when he takes one of his goons and he just stabs him in the head until the man oh is dead. Oh my god! So yeah. like you go he from him, him with pleading. The phone. No, he keeps stabbing him in the head. He's stabbing him in the head. He's with the phone. No, no, he's with not, the phone. No, nope. Yeah, he's he stabs yes, him in yes. the head. 
<laughs> he's got the phone in his hand, but he's stabbing him in the head. I think with like, no. I forget what the like an go, object it is. Go back. He's using yeah, the but, phone itself. Okay, to let's, beat him with it. I, let's not let's not get stuck on that because the bottom line is whether it's a knife or a phone. He bludgeoned the hell out of this person. The crack. I mean, and they showed yeah. you can see the crack in the back of the head. Right. It was gruesome. Right. And this, this is quite an attack. Yeah. And this is but this is right after he's begging basically to be respected as a leader. So you already have this craven dog kind of a behavior right. and then to see how to see his craziness of his attack you know you already can see that this is the right there is a multifaceted villain right there i'm not saying it's like the most interesting facets but he's not i'm a craven guy that eventually gets power and now i i i want to take charge no he's not that guy and that's what we do in american films all the time um he's not right. that guy and he's also not the guy that's completely competent and also gets power he's right. this guy that can barely keep hold only over, over the people that basically don't think. He, like the rest of his crew that doesn't think, he can control. Anybody that has two thoughts, he can't control. You right. Know? Um, and to see his craziness build, to see what he'll go through, the, 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 the lengths he goes through to try and get respect because no one respects him at all. Right. <laughs> you know, um, I just really liked the way they built him up. I just thought like, usually we get one or the other in a movie. You usually get, a, uh, the hero being built up at the expense of the villain or vice versa. But here I felt that you had two buildups of um, your hero and the villain simultaneously. And I felt that they were done really well together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 they definitely built both up well and it made you interested in both stories and where they were going. It wasn't like so, where, where you watch some movies and they try to build, I mean, sometimes they don't even build up the villain at all. Sometimes mm -hmm. they just leave the villain saying, right. he's just bad and he's coming up with another plan. You know, right. like, so you have both these characters being built up simultaneously and I was in, invested in both, mm -hmm. you know, exactly. like invested in seeing where each one went. Um, and, and it just, you know, it, it made for good storytelling because, you know, you've, if anybody listened to the podcast before, You've heard me talk about a lot of time with these international films like Tone. And now the tone of this movie wasn't exactly quick, 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 but it was interesting as heck. The writing, you know, had me interesting, you know, had me interested enough where, you know, even I was tired when I watched the movie and I I was fighting being tired because this was really interesting stuff. I loved what they did. Um, it's funny because when you, I think about the villain, you know, what I think about Have you ever watched Robin Hood, the cartoon version with the, with mm. the, uh, the Disney one. Are you talking about oh, Little John running through the forest? With the forest. With the fox. Yeah, with the fox. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Do you remember how they how they portrayed the um Marion? Was it um mm -hmm. Prince Um is it Prince John? Yes. I don't know. With the with the with the with the line, mommy, and he sucks his thumb. Yeah. <laughs> the way he's kind of like a villain, but he's you know, like he really had no power, but he was kind of begging for power, like Mike said. That's kind of how I felt about him until you know things kind of changed. And I thought I didn't think it was going to... Did you know that, that the villain was actually going to get his own set of powers? Did you see that right away? Or did you, like, oh, okay. I didn't see it right away um, because there was no real need to. Um, you just knew that that was going to obviously be his villain. But, you know, you didn't know clearly that the villain would get the powers and stuff like that. And I, I actually liked the way... It's not saying that it was a great way they did it, but I liked the way he was almost forced into giving them, even though like he still didn't end up giving the guy the power. The guy just kind of ended up getting it on his own. He just happened to be in the right spot. You know? Right. Yeah. It was just happenstance. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Ralph? How you like, um, did, did you know that they were going to give him powers, the, the, the villain powers or? Um, I, I kind of felt at, once I saw, once he was uh, going after Enzi, I, I thought, like, you know, either he's going to kill him or he's going to ask him, how did he become the way he was? So that right. was it, the thought crossed my mind. But then at that point, I looked at the timestamp and I'm like, wow, how much time is left in this movie? How long is this thing? Yeah. And then I saw the timestamp and I'm like, well, what else can they do after he got right. the powers? And right. I'm like, not much. Oh. I'm like, well, <laughs> this is interesting. I, I could see why they did this. But why? Right. So that's the, that's the, that's the whole thing is that the, that's what I'm saying before. Like, it's it's hard to say that, you know, like I, I would challenge anybody that was like, oh, yeah, I saw it coming. It's like because 
because like like even Ralph was pointing out, the, the short amount of time that we have on screen with him with the powers, and it's particularly, and it's again, people aren't watching the movie. It's just super strength, and like and like I said, a, a much more rapid healing factor, and you know more slight, endurance. Yeah, slight invulnerability. You know, you know um, right. Um, so that you're not talking about like he's got this power, he's shooting laser beams, da da da. It's like so. In all honesty, if they didn't want to, they didn't even have to give him powers to have still right. had the same action taken. Like, you know, right. he just, instead of using his powers to kill this, uh, what did they call him, the Kamara or whatever they call them, like whatever this mafia-like group the was that, that, yeah, that, the, uh, that, um, that Nunzia ran, if he had just gone in and gunned them down and took their explosives, he still could have done the exact same thing as the villain that he did with the powers. Right. You know, so that, that's what I'm saying. Like, and that's what I like about it is that there wasn't the powers wasn't a reason. This was inevitable, pretty much, um, to way the way it would have gone. Um, and I still like the fact that even with the power, even with as cocky as he was when he's dealing with people without powers, which is everybody, um, right. when he first sees Enzo, first sees Enzo, um, and Enzo starts running towards him. He literally looks like he's about to shit his pants still. Yeah. Because he, he's like, oh, yeah. he's like, oh, like before he he hunkers down and, and takes the blow. But it was just, it was just really funny. It's like, and again, this is what I like about the villain is that he wasn't the, and now that I've got powers, I'm suddenly, you know, it's, he's still that craven little piece of shit with superpowers now. Like he right. hasn't, he hasn't grown. He's just now just more powerful than everybody else, except for, you know, Enzo. Yeah, and, and and he's he's driven by his need to be noticed. Yes. You know? He wants he wants to be known. He yes. wants to either be famous or infamous. He doesn't care. He just wants to be known, recognized. Right. Yeah. And and just yeah. Mike was what Mike was saying about when he sees Enzo, like that look on his face was priceless because he's like one is like, Wait, what the fuck is he doing here? How does he know that I'm gonna do this? <laughs> right. Like, how did he figure out my master plan? Which I blabbed to him. Yeah. Well, he, he actually didn't blab. What I like did like he didn't blab the plan. He gave two particular scenarios offhand of things he'd like to see done, and Enzio just happened to remember one of them, and also happened to have picked the right one, <laughs> or and also that the guy even decided because he could have decided to do something else, you know. Um, right. That's also kind of what I like about the movie too is it wasn't the the big uh, I know this plan's happening kind of a feel. It was more. Like ends are like, oh, I kind of think I know what he's going to do. <laughs> you know, it felt. Yeah, I, I'll use the word. It felt very grounded. Yes, it felt yeah. very grounded. It didn't feel like super spectacular superhero. You know, um, right. you know, it felt like. I mean, not quite like um, Nolan, but it felt like if it happened in this world, it could happen this way. Yeah, I was just about to say it's. It definitely has a realism to it, even as unreal as it is, because there's mm -hmm. nothing. Just think about it, there's nothing that's over the top. I mean, obviously we're talking about superpowers. We're talking about like strength to literally lift a trolley off of the ground and off of its track. Um, right. You know, uh, to you know, to to do these kind of things to survive a. Uh, I'm like, why don't you ever land on your feet, dude? But to jump <laughs> off a tall building and land on your side and head and get up from it. But but the thing is, it's not so outlandish, like you said, so that the powers aren't so insane, so that like you could see this happening in the real world, and if such. It's kind of what you like. You said you could almost believe that this was what I, would happen, you know. I and an that's answer. what made. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No. Go ahead. No. No. Ralph, you have an answer. Oh, I have an answer to your. Why doesn't he land on his feet? He doesn't know about center of gravity and <laughs> keeping his center of gravity in the right place to maintain his legs underneath him. Well, any place that has a, a leaning tower that they haven't fixed in so many years, obviously the center of gravity is not one of the strong <laughs> points. Believe it or not, the leaning tower of Pisa is actually structurally sound. Even okay. though it leans, uh, it does lean a little bit more um, every year. Every every year, yeah. They they have engineers that fix it. Okay, well, it's um, all those people that are taking pictures in front of it, holding their hands up. That's, <laughs> it up. Yeah, that's actually that's actually helping to keep the building up. They use the force. <laughs> but I'll definitely say this. Here's one of the things. Here's a perfect example of not having a big budget. You said what, Mike? It was a hundred. It was was it one point seven million I'm, euro. 1.7 million euro, which translates right. to what? Do you uh, know? Just More, under 2 million. There you go. So under 2 million. Now, mind you, we've talked about other movies that have a little bit bigger of a budget than this and didn't uh, international um, superhero movies and don't look quite as posh as this. Mm -hmm. it, it, it has a look to it. And, and um, well, it looks like an actual film. Like, I mean, it's hard to describe what that means, but it doesn't, 
again, if you take out the the minor amount of uses of superpowers, it's just a film. Like it's yeah, it's not a superhero film, even though it is a superhero film. You know? There's a lot of things that, that I loved about it. Like and and that's like like I said, the fact that it could have happened in you know in this in our world in the real world. The fact that um, oh when 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 he when he got his powers, he wasn't like finessing anything. He wasn't you know like oh I got strength, I could just rip this ATM you know, out of the, out of the wall. No, he's slamming it with his hand. He's like kind of yeah. doing it all sloppily. And even in the fight scenes, he's not like, you know, doing like, like, Oh, I do a super somersault and clothesline somebody. Nope. It's like, no, he's just a, drag, he's just a brawler. Off. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's just a brawler. brawler. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just, it's, it's a very real movie or, or even like, like when he gets the money out of the ATM, even the, even the damn slow girl, even she's like, Ah, you took the money from the ATM. Did you know they had ink in it? He's like, I do now. <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah. Even she was just like, "What kind of an idiot are you?" Even I know this. <laughs> did we? Did did we? Um, how do we feel when um, what they when, when um they killed off Alicia? How do we it feel was, about that? Was it, was it the right time, or do you feel like they they could have kept her living, or that was her, or that was his uncle Ben? In so in in my mind. Depending on, I w- I saw the trajectory in which this movie was going, and I said, there has to be some sort of tragic moment that, if 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 the end goal of this movie is to turn this guy into a hero, there has to be some sort of tragedy that he's gonna see, and the way he was getting close with her, I was like, oh damn, she's that's that's it, she's marked for death, right? You know, I mean, there was no, yeah. there's no other way. Well, besides the the standard um, path, like like Ralph was saying, of the hero's journey, but even if they decided to break that off, let's just pretend they didn't kill her. If you this movie grounded the way it is, he would never have become more of a hero. He would have entertained her ideas of like, oh, you know, here, you know, you should do this, da 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 da. But he he would have just spent his time with her, mm-hmm. and probably stole again, not like saying he becomes a, a jewel thief, but he would have stolen money here and there. To make sure they had a life. Yeah. That, right. That's at least my opinion. That, that's what I think would have happened. No, I you know what what I thought. What I think would have happened if had she stayed alive. Let's say she survived. She didn't get shot when when Nuncia was shooting, right? And she lets uh, him, uh, Enzi and Elisa go, right? And then mm-hmm. uh, um, what's the dude's uh, uh, gypsy. gypsy? And Gypsy's under the water, whatever. He's he's already burned or whatever. The next scene would be. Uh, Enzi and Alicia leaving the city. Yeah, and then because well, his face was just, exposed everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And, and Gypsy would have just you know gone and and done his explosive shit. Yeah, right. Yeah, and no one would have stopped him. So and also and also Hero, uh, should I say Enzo? Enzo would not have come back because even though even if Alicia now if they're out of the city, even if she said like you should go stop the Fire Lord kind of a thing, mm-hmm. he would have just been like, no, baby, I want to make sure you're protected. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And she would, and you know, like that, that's what I'm saying. Like it's so it's it's one of those that it has to happen in this particular case. I don't always believe that that's the case for every hero's story. Right, so you know this is a trope, but this one it actually made sense. Whereas the others, it always feels forced. It's always yeah. like like you know because also what I like too is that think about it. Even then, even after her death, unlike every hero story, what did he do? Did he go right immediately and chase down any? No, he didn't chase down Nunzia and her gang. I mean, granted, he thought that um, that Gypsy was dead because he was set on fire and fell in the water, but he didn't go chase down the game because because um, Gypsy didn't shoot Alicia. Yeah, right. Nunzia's, Nunzia's gang shot Alicia. Right. So he could have like that normal hero thing. He would have gone, you know, full blown. He would have attacked them, thrown cars everywhere. Da, da, da. He didn't even do that. He gave up. Yeah, he went. His, yeah. his heart was broken. He walked away and gave up. You, you know. You know what was missing in that scene? Was that? Sad Hulk music. The Hulk music. I was just, I knew you I was just about that. to say the exact same thing, like the Sad Hulk music. But <laughs> he did. He gave up and he walked away. And of course, it's very um, contrived, but it was still. It, it was wasn't the worst. But it worked. It, it right. Worked. It wasn't the worst seeing like the cop because I mean it made sense. It wasn't like it was just a car accident. It was the cop slowing down, going, "Wait, isn't that the guy <laughs> that we should be arresting?" And then backing up. And in that, the family that wasn't watching has a car accident. That actually, it, it, as contrived as it is, it worked. And then that is what made him realize, it, and especially like the fact that a kid would have died, because that's I think what this guy's reaction more is the mother yelling, "My daughter's in there." That's what got him hoofing over there. Right. Um, there's there's some unresolved mother's issues with him that they didn't even touch on. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, I'm, you know, you, we, well, he kept saying he, at least according to him, he has no friends and no family. 
So we don't right. know if that means death or thrown away. He could have been thrown away. Who knows? You know, um, well, I, I definitely did like that moment, though, because, you know, even though it was a little bit longer than it, than it should have been. But mm-hmm. I but but I feel like the way they they drew they drew out this whole thing of him becoming the hero and him finally, because if you watch Spider-Man, let's compare it to Spider-Man mm-hmm. one um, Spider-Man, Uncle Ben dies. You know, that happens like maybe. 45% of the movie or halfway into the movie, that's when it happens. This is like almost 75% of the movie is already done. And that's when he has his aha moment. But right. it was done in such a way where it it, it worked well. Like right. the, the woman's hugging him for saving him. And he's kind of like, yeah, I mean, well, him saving the kid, of course, but when she hugs him and he's thinking and watching him have that moment, I'm like, wow, okay. You know, it, it worked. Yeah. I felt like it worked, even though it was contrived. Yeah. I, but I, also, I'm sorry, go ahead, bro. I got a question. When he had his aha moment, did they take on him? Uh, yes. Stop. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Stop. <laughs> yeah, he, was, he, he, was, he was animated in a drawing style. Um, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, also, but I think it's interesting. And, of course, there's no way to know it. But this is just, this is my take, is that when he saved the girl, because remember, at this point, he doesn't know about um, Gypsy even being alive, <laughs> let right. alone that he's crazy, crazier, <laughs> I should say, and superpowered. Um, he... After he saves the baby, or the the, the child, the girl, baby, yeah, um, saves the child. The mother's hugging him. He could have started to bolt because he's going to be under arrest. Even though the cops, I think, even at that point, they were kind of like two things: a, he's super strong, and two, well, he just really saved somebody. So, like, I don't know. Did you just say a and two? Yes, you did. Okay, <laughs> just making sure. Just making sure. Okay, good. Continue. <laughs> but uh, um, I almost feel that he wouldn't have put up a resistance to the cops if they even tried to arrest him. No, he wouldn't. Right. I, I, because again, at this point, he wasn't, he had done a heroic act by saving the kid, but he wasn't like, and now I've got to stop the Joker. You know, like he wasn't, you know, it wasn't that kind of a thing. It was, right. he, he stood there. Like like the cops really could have just moved over to arrest him at this point. Um, and I, I personally just don't think he would have stopped him. I think, again, he did the right thing, but he still just felt like I have, I don't, Belong, right. you know. Well, we'll think or, it is for wrong. punished, you know. Kind I of honestly yeah. thought he was gonna do some sort of like atonement thing, where it's like, um, in order to become the hero that she wanted me to become, I first have to atone for what I've done. Right, yeah. and, that, and that's what I'm saying, that, and that is kind of the feeling that I had is that he just was like, I, I've had, you know, I've squandered the gifts that were given to me, and I've done wrong in my past, and I've even done wrong with the gifts. So this one little thing. I hope we'll, you know, balance the record, but at the same time, you could take me. It was just that kind of a feel, and it wasn't until he saw, like, you know, Crazy Gypsy on screen that he was like, oh, hold on. <laughs> you know. Um, Absolutely. And I love how politely everyone gives up their uh, their their motorcycles. And, uh, <laughs> and, but at the same time, it's the guy that just ripped off half a car, so I wasn't really going to argue with him. Yeah, just, what are you going to do? Like, I, need you know, your, I need your bike. He's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> though it's, it's funny though it's, it's okay to steal someone's motorcycle as long as you tell them where you're gonna leave it and after i you're done. but i love that though i really love that and i don't feel that that was cheesy it wasn't like like dc going oh we just dropped a nuclear bomb over there but no one died like you know right. when they're trying like not them trying to make up for that I, I just i just felt that that was just a very like well i'm not being a criminal now and i think also that's a little bit of maybe what the writer was trying to tell us Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, not, that he, not that he right, not that he had to say like I'm going to steal your bike, but he could have just been like driven off with it and forget your bike. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll leave it where I leave it. Yeah, he's he telling was... you right now, I'm not being a criminal. You can get your bike at the stadium. It, <laughs> you know? it, it, he, it felt like he was talking to him like if he was his buddy. He's like, come on, bro, I'm just going to leave it at the stadium, right? It'll be alright. Right. It'll be good. Yeah, yeah. Just, just give me the bike, all right? Just give me the bike. It'll be okay. But again, as, as something as small as that, I even like that part. You know, like it's just it, the movie has got so many. Um, it's got nothing that's overarching larger than life and the cinematic in in the sense of what we're used to in a superhero movie but it's got a lot of little parts that i really like about it yes. that, that just build into this bigger film and let be honest now when i told you guys briefly about this thing ages ago this italian movie that, like like nobody was like even, yeah I <laughs> no I, I, I dude i i went in like oh i gotta watch this and it's this two hours long you son of a yeah, bitch mfg oh, you you that's exactly what i said i sat there especially after watching some of the other movies we watched dark right. justice dark vengeance i'm like oh it's two hours are you kidding me but after the first like i said after the first 10 minutes i was i liked the way it looked and then the how the storytelling was i was already like invested yeah. i was like all right i'm about to check yeah. it out yeah um 
it's funny because you say that there's a lot of little shining moments that this movie had. I mean, well, let's talk about Gypsy's um, killing up the Nunzio family scene. Oh my God, that old grandma. Oh <laughs> that old gra- First of all, she did not props to that. grandma. Props for grandma though, for bringing out the swinging iron though. She was like, this wasn't like, I'm just sitting in my rocket chair. She's like, oh, it's on bitch. I got an iron in my hand. <laughs> so I was like, I mean, she didn't deserve what she got, but it was just like, oh, this is not some helpless old woman. <laughs> uh-uh, man. That's an Italian grandma, man. She- That's why, <laughs> seriously. She'll she, take she you was- out with a spatula. She'll be like, I was about here. to say, he's lucky, that, he's lucky she was not making spaghetti sauce at that time. He would've been dead. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> but the way he he offed all of them was was really like it was cool and it was simple mm-hmm. and it worked. It, it really really worked, especially because he recorded it because we know the kind of personality he is. It, it, yeah. just, it all the, the, those moments like that. There's a whole bunch of those little moments throughout the movie, like even when um, when Enzi's trying to get the bomb out of the stadium, and what does he do? He you know grabs the back of the of the ambulance after he mm-hmm. tells him, "I got a bomb in here. Move out the way." And the cops are saying. We're not we moving care. to get out the car. <laughs> the, the fact that he took the car and, and, and shoved it and used it as a way of, you know, a distraction while he ran the other way with the bomb. I loved it. Yeah, that, that was really great. That One of the best things about this movie is the use of practical effects. Mm-hmm. I don't think I saw... The only real time you saw CGI was, like, when he was falling off of the building. Right. And it was, like, slight that you, you wouldn't... You, you barely even notice it. But most of the stuff was practical effects... And that ambulance scene was just beautiful, mm-hmm. just very and, beautiful. And and it was it funny was. too because they're like, "Get out of the car!" And all you hear is the back door opening, closing, and then the thing just start moving forward. And I'm like, "Oh, it's just well, you know, it's funny. I, I didn't even hear the the, the the opening. What I saw was when the car when when the ambulance is coming towards them. I'm looking underneath the car and I'm like, "Why is it like the flint? You see the feet? Yeah, it's got the <laughs> yeah. feet going. No, it's it's yeah. absolutely great. And, and it's it's Attention very again." Again, American movie. What would have what would he have done? He would have floored it. He would have taken bullets. Yep. And sh- and shot through. And it's just like it's again. It's just it's refreshing to see. And there's nothing spectacular. Again, it's not like it's no, not at all miraculous thing. It's just like he just got out because again, he's not bulletproof. He's just resistant. You know, it was well <laughs> thought. Even- out yeah, the yeah. entire movie was well thought out yeah. i really enjoyed it i yeah. enjoyed it so much and also the fact that they kept him in his power range i mean he, he evidently was stronger than even he knew at times but like it was never like oh and i can suddenly you know jump thirty thousand feet or i i didn't realize i could fly now and oh i'm in a jam i've got laser vision it's like you know right, like, no, yeah. he has super strength and he can heal faster that's all he's got Right, and figure out even, how to write a movie around it, and not <laughs> even know? like heal completely. Not Wolverine, because yeah, yeah. he oh, the, the toe, yeah, the toe didn't <laughs> didn't reconnect. That or toe blow, rattling blow around in that sneaker still oh. cracks me up and creeps me out. It creates. <laughs> when he's just like shake, 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 shake. You hear that? <laughs> Once again, so simple of an idea, but well done. I just, I mean, I can't talk enough about this movie. Like, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, how do we feel about the end? End. Oh, I, he's I on really top, looking over the city. Yeah, I, and he's got he's got the hand knitted jeep mask. mask. Yeah, the hand knitted mask that we never saw like what she had made. You just knew she made him something. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it was just really good. And also, I like the fact that it wasn't some proper um, PVC, you know, perfectly mailed to the face mask. It was like this girl knitted me a mask. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'll say this: I didn't like the mask. I, I liked the fact that she knitted him that. And that that it was symbolic. I just wish she didn't put it on. Because I couldn't take it seriously. Oh, it was yeah. like, he's, like, he's talking about it. I'm like, yes. Okay. And they're talking about all the things, all the news is talking about all the things that's going on. And then he puts on his mask. And I'm like, who the fuck is the knitted soldier over here? When, when he goes to stop crime, they will stop because they will be laughing at him. Like, dude, right. what's on your face? Until, until he throws their car around. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> but I, I also liked, um, and not that we, we've seen this kind of thing before, but I, I just thought it really worked well in the movie at the end, too. As we're slowly panning towards him, you hear the talk because everyone now believes Enzo is dead. Yep. Right. Because, and, and that's great. I mean, Grant, I mean, and, and really, and, and I like it too because not that I, not that A, there will be, and not that I ever want there to be a sequel, uh, but like you can imagine life after this movie, if it was still going on, is that he can now. He doesn't have to become Batman per se, but he can at least try and be a better person. I mean, obviously, if he doesn't have a real job, he's still gonna have to. Even if he takes money from criminals, he's still gonna have to get money from somewhere. But like, you can see, you know, I've got the perfect crossover. It's him, him. Even though it's two different types of heroes, right. him and El Vecino. 
<laughs> yeah, I, see that. <laughs> I would love that. Oh my god, I would so love that. <laughs> but but you know, take out from the fun side. I actually, I actually would like. I, I could actually see um, a, a good team up between him and uh, Rendell. Okay, I can see that. That yeah, would be definitely. gritty. That, that would be yeah. really gritty. <laughs> you know what's funny? That would be not, the, a whole movie of silence because those two would not say one word to each other. <laughs> not for nothing. Seriously, it would be. And, and, you know, and, I, and I apologize for saying that. I just didn't like Rendell as much. I just feel like this movie was Rendell but done well. You know, like... I mean, all yeah, the I mean very different, the, but I mean, yeah, you know. Different, but, you know, like, I mean, same power set, you know, like... It, 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 well, Rendell didn't have super strength. No, no, he didn't. You're right. Yeah, yeah Rendell didn't right, yeah. have any yeah. superpowers. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, I fell asleep. That's why. <laughs> okay, so no, I'm just saying that I think that would be a fun, uh, a fun one. But uh, I think so too. Yeah. I mean, this would be cool. But but now, I'm sorry. But I'm sorry. What I had started to say though was that like so what they're as we're panning towards him, you hear everyone talking about Enzo since they know his name and stuff like that. And other this one person was just like, I don't. He was just a creep. He took my purse. <laughs> I just love that one. Um, but like other people were just like you know talking about like well. You know, he's dead, you know, kind of like, you know, he did a hero's duty kind of a thing. So we should still respect it. Other people were like, kind of like the philosophy of like, well, he just did one good thing that doesn't make, does that make him a hero? And I mean, that's, and that's also a good point too. It's like, does that make you a hero? You know, but, also, right. but, but I'd like that as the narration is going over it, saying that like, you know, how a hero is somebody that, you know, does the right thing, even if it's at the expense of their own life. You know, right? Yeah, I, I mean, does does saving uh, hundreds, possibly a few thousand lives, make you a hero? I don't know. If that doesn't, yeah. what the fuck does? <laughs> <laughs> On that note, guys, is there anything else we want to add before we go to renaming and ratings? Um, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just want to say I thought it was hilarious of of just just how crazy. Gypsy's personality is the fact that he goes to the the. I'm assuming that was a guy who's trans or something in the car. Mar Marcelino. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know because I think the, I think, the, I think the, I, the actor's name is Juana, so I think it might be. It, a could, woman. Be, it could post. It could post that. Yeah, yeah well, it could be. I, mean, either, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, whatever. Um, but there's just the fact that like it's so serious. He's like, oh, thank you, thank you for this money. I, I really gonna help you out. It's like, oh, it's no problem. Wanna fuck? And he looks at like. like yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know that, that scene always cracks me up too. But also, like after, like after, um, I think it's Barcelona or whatever the, the character's yeah. name was, gets shot, like da da da, then gets up, starts taking out people, gangster. Yes. Like, I love that. And then, like, he's just pissed and he just shoots her to death. And I'm like, damn, you are fucked up, yeah. a person, man. Like, you really are. Um, but what I want to say, one thing I also like about this movie too is that, um, our hero looked like again, just how the movie felt, really kind of grounded. He was very grounded. I mean, obviously he's a guy that's worked out, but not that kind of way. He's a yes. sturdy, built, thick he's guy. He's solid, but he's not, yeah. he's not yeah. like he's not, yeah. yeah, he's not Chris Evans beautiful, but he's you know, he's a good looking guy, but he's not Chris Evans beautiful. He's not body built by, you know, Gold's gym. Yeah. I really like the fact that everything about it, like the fact that Alicia was not this, you know, she wasn't uh Gwyneth Paltrow, you know, yeah. kind of like she was just she's attractive, but she you know, like beautiful. that's just her. She was beautiful. You know? Yeah, you know, but yeah, I just I just really like the people in the movie. Everybody looked like real people, like everyone. There was no yes, one that didn't I, look like a real person. Like, you know. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. This is the last time you're probably gonna hear me say that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Mike. I have recorded it and I, I can put I, it on the loop. No, so you can save it. It'll be the last time. You can you can timestamp it. Who gives a fuck? Okay, can we go for renaming and ratings already? Sure. All right, renaming. Um, Ralph, go first. All right, I call this. I got knocked down, but I got up again. And I get knocked down again, but I get up again. And I might get knocked down again, but I will okay, get up right. again. <laughs> well, I'm stuck between two. I'm stuck between um, um, Italy's scumbag superhero or or Chef Boy our hero. I'm not sure which one I'm going with. Chef Boy, our hero. My, my, my daughter would like hero. the second one, though. <laughs> Mike? Uh, I'd call it Mamma Mia. That's a one spicy vigilante. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move to ratings for. Wow, I almost forgot the name. They call me Jig. <laughs> Ralph. I give They Call Me Jig uh, seven and a half little pinky toes in the shoe out of 10. Wow, Ralph and I think the same, but our ratings are different. I'm going to give it eight and a half toes that are cut off that are not expected to grow back out of 10. Mike, nice. 
I am going to give it a nine easy open containers of nuclear waste out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> this thing just cracked under his feet. I was like, what the? Did they just get like some plastic buckets and lids? <laughs> you know? I, was, I, I want to share my other favorite line that Alicia says. It's like, wow, you have no imagination. <laughs> His imagination was funny though. Uh, it's a guy named Mario, Mario, and he yeah. works at the post office. office. Yeah, <laughs> You're like, yeah. yeah. Way to build. Way, way to build a story. Good job. <laughs> All right. So there you have it. They call me G. We call it a hit. But guys, don't go anywhere. Guys and gals, don't go anywhere. Geeks on the Go is next. Geeks on the Go. Now you, that was even creative. You're like, man, now more G. You just seem so uninspired. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Now with more uh, possible psychopathic what is- gypsies running around fucking in cars. Is that now what you want me to say? Toe. Now more Is that what you toes. want me to say? Fucking okay. All right, everybody. <laughs> you guys know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. And we make it under a minute every now and again. But, of course, the bald... Um, bearded guy loves the hate. Are you loves the hate. You must be looking in a mirror. I'm I'm as bearded as you, not anymore. I trimmed my beard. I'm not wearing glasses either. This so. is called the Chewbacca. It's like Chewbacca's <laughs> armpit. <laughs> Actually, more All like right. his cubes. Oh goodness! Ready, <laughs> set, go. If Batman was forced to use one weapon in his utility belt to fight all his villains with, which would it be, Mike? Robin. <laughs> it's the truth <laughs> Ralph <laughs> well I was going to say his impossible batarang that apparently defies all physics like Cap's shield but Robin is also a good choice okay <laughs> can Marvel Studios survive without Iron Man aka um, Robert Downey Jr Ralph Iron who? who that guy? wow Mike most definitely we saw Iron Man 2 and 3 sorry RDJ alright <laughs> and who would have fared better in the the Walking Dead universe? The Punisher, Daredevil, or Hawkeye? Ralph. I mean, it would have to be the guy with, like, you know, was that echolocation sonic hearing, you know? So clearly Daredevil would survive the best. All right. Mike? Punisher, a.k.a. Negan's Pimp. <laughs> yeah, so we got it under a minute. <laughs> Negan's Pimp. Really? <laughs> oh, but the Punisher would be like, you think you're a badass? <laughs> 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 It definitely would be. I was trying to think. I was actually trying to think of more street level characters that would fit in that. But some of them, like I was gonna go Luke Cage. I was like, no, no, no. But they have powers. Like you know, they're like I was thinking more street level. Like you know, because you know, The Walking Dead has superpowers. You know that that would pretty much for most for the most part, you'd probably you know fare better. Well, if you had if you had steel hard skin, you're not gonna really worry about the zombie (laughs) biting you. That's for damn sure. Luke Cage would live his life like nothing happened. Those walkers would come up to him and start biting him. He'd be like, dude, dude, no, no, get off, get off. And they just rub yeah. him off. Yeah, his new phrase would be, would be, where are the living white women? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> okay, let's go for some shout outs. Um, gentlemen, any shout outs? You know, I'm just going to be shouting out eh, no one in particular. However, though, I have to shout out Johannes because I haven't shouted him out in ages, and I hope he's doing really well and everything's going fine. Me too, absolutely. And from what I heard, he is doing okay. Right. From what else I heard from him, yeah. And take a peek at some of my artwork there that's coming out there. Tell me what you think there, Mr. Johannes. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, um, I will hear from him um, probably this week, so I'll let, I'll, I'll let him know what you said, because by the time he hears this, it'll probably be a month or two. So, yeah. you know, I'll get you an immediate answer. You know what to make your art easier to find? Instagram. What about it? Get an Instagram. You should get it. Ah, Insta what? I I think that that's a fly-by-night thing. What's it been out, like two months? It'll never last. Yeah. Wow. It's probably (laughs) crashing soon anyway. (laughs) I would like to shout out uh, CBS for the amazing third season of Star Trek Discovery that I just finished watching. Really? It is. I love it so much, and when I uh, when I finished watching it, I had to go back to the episode descriptions because to make sure it said season finale and not series finale, because the last episode important. the last episode felt like a series finale, like they were trying to do. Okay, but I'm like, whoa! It says season finale, so let's hope there's a fourth <laughs> one. Here's All right, praying. nice, nice. 
Um, my shout out is, and we're not going to do the review for a minute, um, but Marvel Studios for um, Wanda and Vision. We'll talk of uh, Wanda Vision, excuse me. Um, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that at some point, but definitely shout out to Marvel Studios for that. I mean, people, you know, have talked one way about it. We'll talk, we'll review it, but I liked it. I definitely liked it already. I'll give that little hint. Um, I'll say one thing. They, they did it right the way that they released it because, like, they had so many people talking about this thing for for weeks beforehand. Oh, yeah. And then the week after it came out, people were like, oh, what's going on? What's this? <laughs> what's that? There was, like, a, a whole – I felt like there was, like, a, a, a TED Talk on the different Easter eggs that were going around <laughs> in, in those two episodes when they came out. That's like, funny. Oh. Well, that's yeah, what that is. Funny. Well, I'm going to go with – I'm going to go ahead and go with um, – Excuse me. I'm gonna go ahead and go with um, not only Tinkerbell and um, our usual um, South Carolina, and um, let me see the California squad, but just everybody who's listening, everybody who's still checking checking us out, everybody who's kind of giving us a chance. Please, you know, um, let your friends know. You know, hit people up, have them try it. Heck with it. We'll have an open house one day. Mike will serve things, so you know. Michael make his shrimp puffs. Oh, yeah, right. I'm going to be serving attitude, so I would not wear anything that you think I'll pick on. I'm going to be serving attitude. That sounds like a lot of fun. As long as it's <laughs> attitude with a side of shrimp puffs, I do not care. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're wrapping that up, right, guys? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, and RT Square, Ralph the Tech, this is the cap saying, keep it geeky. I should have learned keep it geeky in Italian. That would have been cool. Keep it geeky. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>